Hey everyone, I'm Kayara. And I'm Mariam. And on Wednesdays, we do podcasts. We're just a couple of gals getting together once a week. And we hope that you can join us. And better yet, tell a friend. So, Mariam, turns out this podcast thing is way more fun than anticipated. A lot more fun. Yeah. So, what were we talking about last week? Sex. Drugs, Drugs, rock and roll. All the good shit. Yeah. And all the bad shit. A lot of bad shit in there. Yeah. But this week, just good shit. Just good shit. We are ramping up the positivity. Yes, I love this. This is what I've been waiting for, the empowerment. Everybody, prepare yourself (laughs) for Marion's enthusiasm. (laughs) Everybody get out your motivational memes because Marion is the queen. I I, I do have a random question for you. Mm. Do you have a nickname? Maz. Maz, not Mams. Which is not picked by me. Mams? Yeah. Never. I've never heard Mams. I've heard Maz. I get Maz a lot, actually. No, I only just thought about it then. That's I was really like, funny. Mams. Anyway, I don't. I have a nickname. It's Rash. Oh. Yeah. So when Why? you say my name really fast, Kyara, and my middle name, Ashley, Rash, Kyara Ashley, Kyara so, Ashley Rash. Yeah, and oh. I had some pretty significant eczemas. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, it's just the name. Rashy Ashy. Yeah. That's what they called you. Yeah, and then, you know, with a name like mine yeah. comes loads of issues. Oh, no, like Kiara, you, know, you mean? Yeah, so people call me Kiara. It doesn't bother me. Like, people call me Kiara. That's about it. Kiara and Kiara. That's that's And you. probably Kira. I've heard yeah, some of Yeah, for illiterate people, Kira. illiterate people that can't see the second A. Yes, you're correct. But I get all sorts of shit, Karen, you know, whatever that starts with a K and I'll pretty much answer to anything that starts with a K. I say the same because no one ever says Mariam. No, I've got a lot, but I do like um, the idea and that <laughs> that your new nickname's Mam, whether you like it or not. <laughs> totally fine with it. I always say to people, just whatever comes out is fine. <laughs> Call me it, whatever you want. It works on two faults because it stands for boobs too. you got great tits. Oh, the big Mams. The Mams. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, too bad if you don't like it. You just <laughs> too bad. Too bad. Mams. Mams. Nah. Works anyway. For me. So this episode, I've named it. Yep. I don't know what you think about it. Mm-hmm. We're going to call it "The World Is Your Oyster." I love that. And you know why? Why? Because it is your oyster. Oh, I thought you liked oysters. <laughs> I also really like oysters. <laughs> That's a side note. Side note. For another podcast, a yeah. food podcast, the Shellfish oh, Podcast. Exactly. Uh, so. I wanted to talk about this specifically because at the moment I have a lot of people surrounding me involved in my life Mm. that always say to me, like, Kyara, how do you do everything? Like I'm somehow some sort of superwoman or something. Mm. And um, although I don't mind wearing a cape, I'm no superwoman. (laughs) You're a little bit of a superwoman. I am not. I'm just an average gal. Right. But... Here's the side note. I often say yes, hence mm. podcast, right? <laughs> hey, I want to do a podcast? Yes. Yes. Um, do you want to do a podcast? Yeah, let's do it. How am I going to find time for it? I just do. Yeah. And I am a huge prioritizer. Mm. And I don't do it, like, I don't sit down every morning and I'm like, okay, priority one, X, priority two, Y. I'm like, what will make me happier, more successful? Uh, not let people down. That's sort of how I like prioritise my life. And I thought to myself, I'm like, well, maybe I can help people in a like small, tiny way via a podcast that people may or may not sign up to. And maybe I can help them work out how to prioritise. No, make the world their oyster. Make the most out of where their There we situations. go. This is why we leave the radio presenter to the words, okay, people. No, so this is the thing. Let's set the scene 
for those who may not be living in our area, but Kyara and I do live in a place in South Australia called the Riverland. How long have you lived here for? Born here. Born and bred. I moved here about 10 months ago and, uh, you know, both of us, very different, very different worlds, have very different experiences and yet living in the same place seem to be making the world our oyster. Yeah, for sure. I shucked the shit out of my oyster, right? Like, <laughs> I, I, did, <laughs> I did well at school. Right, I was no docs of, um, you know, Loxton High School, as I plug them. Um, I was no, like, docs of school. I did well. And the reason for that is I had a great group of friends, right? Oh, and good. And the fact of the matter is that it's not what you know, it's who you know. Mm. And that's in big cities and small towns, more so in small towns. Welcome to that. But I did well because I said yes to a lot of things. I was brought up in this way, and you'll learn more about how I was raised, etc., um, as our series continues on. And I can't wait to hear how you were raised as well, because I feel like it's from two very different Ways. places. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm an only child, and everyone's going to be like, Ugh, that's why she succeeded. Bullshit. I worked hard for what I've done. I create a lot of luck, too. Because if you're not in it, you can't win it. I agree. So I've never, ever bought a lotto ticket, because... <laughs> Because you make your own luck. No, because because I fucking hate wasting money. I do everything, right? Because what's the worst thing that can happen? Exactly. You fail. Exactly. Do I ever fail? Yes. Do people see it? No, because it's just a different version of their success. So it's a failure in my eyes sometimes. Right. Like I didn't do, you know, I didn't. I didn't win or something like that. Okay. But I was in it when nobody else was. And to me, that's a win and I learned something. And that's what you have to take away from these sorts Everything of things. Everything is learning. Any experience is an opportunity to learn something. Absolutely. So when my friends are like, oh, Kyara, how come you're 26 and, you know, um, have a car and have a house and have all of these things? I'm like, because I did it. And often, like, I also didn't go to university. I'm not saying everybody out there that, you know, education is the be-all and end-all. I chose not to go to university because, and this is really soppy, I chose love, right? So, oh. yuck, I know, how disgusting. I'm regretting <laughs> saying that out loud. Can we edit that out? Nah, sorry. <laughs> I chose to stay here and make here work for me. Right, so I had all of these plans about going to, I was going to go to James Cook Uni and I was going to be a marine biologist. And as everybody would say, you would have been great at that. I try and be great at everything that I do. Yes. Right? So I might not be the best at something, but I'm mm -hmm. the best version that I can do of it. Yes. I love that. And that is the attitude to take through life. Absolutely. It'll make or break your day. For example, I always wanted to work in the field of entertainment or media in some sort of respect. For many years, I worked in corporate administration. Whilst it wasn't my dream job, my attitude every day coming to work so that I could survive and have a healthy mind was always... Thrive. Thrive, that's the word, to thrive as well. Not just survive, to thrive. Yes. Was, okay, here I am, I'm an executive assistant. It's not my dream job, but my God, while I'm an executive assistant, I'm going to be the best one in town and live and breathe it and do well at my job, turn up early, do overtime all that sort of stuff, the work ethic piece. And I got a lot of value out of that. And I learned a lot out of that rather than someone else I knew who was in the exact same role in the business where every day she was like, I've got to get out of here. I just got to do something else. I hate, I hate being here. 
hate this. There's no opportunities for me. What am I going to do? And I'm like, well, while you are going to be, like, shit, I'll get off the pot. Like, either Love go that. and make your choice and go somewhere else. But if you can't and your circumstances mean you have to stay in this job, then try to change your attitude to enjoy it a bit more and you'll get a lot out of it. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of, like, shitting on company time, right? Like, and that's like a saying, and you can take it literally or physically, you know, um, metaphorically. Uh, like, go to work and do everything. Mm. do your job, do other people's job, but never, ever make yourself irreplaceable. Mm. Because when you make yourself irreplaceable, you can never see yourself anywhere else. Yes. And that's a scary thought for me. Like, that's the scariest thing. Like, is this... And 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 that's why I keep adding shit to my life because, heaven forbid, I not be busy. You know, because I always want to be more and do more and yeah. be better. And I think that that's a a trait that we discussed in episode one, you know, if you have the three things that you explain about yourself, yes, what are true. you? And one of mine I chose was hardworking. And by no means am I physically hardworking. I often sit at the desk for 10 hours a day. <laughs> and my partner's always like, why are you tired? I'm like, because. My brain's tired, okay? It's I'm big. I'm knackered and my mouth is exhausted for talking to all of those people <laughs> and putting on a smile and being the best I possibly can. You do give a lot when you're giving, and that's a good thing. But if you don't and you fail, like if you don't give the best to yourself and you fail, you have nobody else to blame. But yourself. But yourself. And guess who you let down in your life? You. Yeah. You know, this is how I like to see things too, right? And this, I don't want to get too into like the whole existential crisis thing, too deep or morbid, but I might slightly skirt around the edges of that. But hear me out. So I've kind of always been acutely aware of how, like, we're all going to die, right? And As that's I'm really, not going deep and morbid. I'm says. not going to go into existential crises, but, like, what is the point of all this? But, no, seriously, I've always been so acutely aware of it and never was it more, like, thrown in my face than when my mum passed away three years ago out of nowhere. And I've realised that, well, this could all be over at any time. It will be over at some point. While we're here, how do I want it to be? Because I'll, I'll be really honest, I've battled depression and anxiety pretty much my entire life. And there are often periods of my life I've gone through where I haven't wanted to be here. I really haven't. And because I have to be, and I've, you know, I'm like, well, I've got to be here anyway. I may as well try to make the most of it. And so, okay, if I'm doing a job that I might not love, I'm going to find something in it that I love or at least try to enjoy. Or if I'm living somewhere that I don't particularly think that there's... Let me tell you this. It doesn't matter where you are living in this day and age, no matter what your dream is or what it is you want to do, no matter where you are in this country anywhere, I can't speak because I haven't lived in other countries, you can definitely make things happen for yourself Yeah, and to lead an in a more fulfilling and, and, and thriving life. And it might life. not be right now. And that's what I like to remind people. Like, you are entitled to nothing. Yeah. Yeah? Like, you're entitled to nothing. You go to uni, you might not get a job in the industry that you want to work in because that's the way the world works. So you've got to make that. You know yeah. what I mean? You're entitled to be the best person that you can. So work on that. And um, I think that the faster that people learn that the only thing that matters is being a good person, mm. not what you do, how much money that you earn, you know, how many hours a week that you work. If you make somebody's life better or leave it in a better state than what you came into it, you've done your job. You've nailed it. My mum used to say this thing, oh, no, man. She's, by the way, you'll hear me say this a lot. My mum used to say it because she has loads of pearls. She used to say this thing, oh, no, man, meaning 
whatever you, your interaction with someone, when you leave, don't have robbed that person of anything. So in other words, don't be an asshole. If you've left someone and you've left them feeling a bit less than or you've been a bit unkind, you've actually taken something away from them and therefore you owe them something. Yeah, Figuratively. Wow. Yeah, deep. I, I like know, it. Yeah. I like it. And oh no man so, or woman. And oh no one. I'm going to I'm going to drop something here because I know that she's going to be listening. My sister-in-law said something to me, and she's a school teacher. So uh, shout out to the person that made a huge impact on what I'm about to say now. And this is what I love. So she's a primary school teacher, right? And I said, so, like, what's what's your aim for your students? Like, what, what do you teach them? Well, I don't know what she teaches. I wasn't really listening. Maybe, like, year four or something. I'm not sure. And she's just like, you know, the parents put so much pressure on me to teach them to be good at maths and English and and sport and all of these things. And she said, but my aim is that they leave my classroom at the end of year a kind person. So, like, doesn't it blow your mind that in a day and age where it's so important to be smart and, and um, you know, pretty and all of these things that we discussed in episode one, Yeah, that all that we care about is people being kind. kind. It blows my mind, but at the same time, I would almost link that to how aware everyone is of mental health at the moment. Yes. They teach you it's mindfulness and shit in schools now. Oh, oh, you're kidding, are yes. they? Yes. See, it's more sort of, it's really full on now more than ever before. Yeah, while we were just doing it. like English and maths and tech and shit. It just, you know, I, I, don't get me wrong, high school was the best time of my life. Me what? too. Isn't that funny? Oh, oh gosh, take me back. The, the times. Best and, ever days. And I can't wait because... Mariam and I have had this quick discussion about like what we want to get and bullying is one of them and I can't yes, wait to get to that episode so that I can fill you in on the real me. Um, <laughs> and the, well, no, that's not true. The old me. Oh, good. Let's leave it with that. But <gasps> yes, getting back to making the most of things. So yes. we live in this small country town and I was born here, raised here, and my parents both had, you know, good jobs, good educations um, and held in high esteem the importance of people. Right, so I was brought up that around way. adults, yeah, yeah because yeah. I didn't have brothers and sisters to play of with course. and stuff. Like, yeah, so only child, yeah, like the only child syndrome, yeah. So um, while they went out and earned a keep and all of that jazz, I got to hang around a lot of adults. So I matured figuratively a lot earlier than my friends, for example. So I pride myself on being able to hold a conversation with anyone of any age. That's one of my thanks, right? Like I can talk to people. You can do it too. Yeah, I can. Yeah. So So it's nice to meet someone else (laughs) who's the same. But that gets you so many places, hey? Of course it does. Being able to build rapport on all levels, that's on my resume. Yeah. Do you put like that you can recite pi to the eighth point or something? No. Yeah. Can you? 3.14146. 3.141465. Oh, I, I don't know. I've, I've learned it in Miss Barry's class, but <laughs> I, it's not important, right? Nobody gives a shit. No. Nobody gives a shit. But building rapport on all levels. Absolutely. Very yeah, very important. So that's where my chameleonism, my adaptability comes out. Mm. So I want people to try a couple of things. You know how in our episodes we always try and leave people with a couple of points? I want yes. to drop them now so that they can think about Good. them towards the end of our episode. Good. So, number one, if you could do anything, why aren't you? <laughs> That's like, <laughs> I need sure. a minute. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's you were so got, I was going to, you thought I was going to say, what would it be? Yeah. Because I don't need to ask you what you would do. Because I don't, we just rattle off the list. Yeah. I like your thinking more. It's like, well, what are you doing about it? The fact of the matter is you're probably doing nothing. 
and you're just waiting for it to happen. So true. Or wishing for it to happen. And, you know, like, as much as I'd love to rub a bottle and a genie pop out and miraculously make (laughs) me, I don't, do you know what? I don't fucking know what I want to be. And that doesn't bother me. And it's good. Oh, thank God. I thought you were about to say, and it's, no, because it shouldn't. It shouldn't bother me. Do you think that's what's wrong with, like, our schooling system as teenagers to put so yep. much pressure oh my God. on it. 1,000%. Like, it's been a lot longer since you left high school. Yeah, it's been a lot, like a million. Cara, I was like, do you even remember school? You, do they have school back in your day? No. Yeah, they did have school <laughs> back in my day. But do you remember, like, year yeah. 10 comes oh along? And, and I feel pressure. like for females, and this is me being completely sexist, I feel like for females they may put more pressure on us because they know we're not going to go into a trade or some shit. But maybe... But, mm. incorrect, okay, forget but I said that. But from my experience. Okay, forget I said that. But <laughs> as a female, they were like, well, you're going to uni, yeah? Can I ask, do you think that's a thing because we're in the country, this is a country school, and so do you know what I mean? The options for guys to go into a trade is more, but for a female, what are you going to do? I think it's maybe just because the blokes I hang out with are tradies. <laughs> maybe. And, hey, I don't want to, I really want to say, I don't want to ever say the wrong thing. But I just have to ask. You know what I mean? What do you mean saying the wrong thing? Like We're in a, I, I don't want to sound sexist or I never want to sound like I think as long as country you, versus city. I think as long as you lead with... Now, I don't want to sound sexist. <laughs> yeah, right? It doesn't make I it okay, people. I apologise. Because you were a girl. Yeah, I think it's because I'm a girl. No, but um, it, I, I felt the feeling that the, the boys in our year, although I'm sure they received pressure, they had more options, right? And that's me self-limiting my beliefs as to what I could have been, right? Right. Yeah, like I could never be a carpenter, not because I could never be a carpenter, quite frankly. But it is a thing. But it's a thing, right? Like how many female, and good on you female sparkies and female plumbers, like kudos to you, gal, because it's hot outside. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's fucking hot. Yeah, kudos. I could never. No, exactly. So I sit in an office for 10 hours, but what I'm trying to get at is year 10 comes along. Mariam at the age of 16, I'm guessing, Mariam, what do you want to do when you're... What do you want to be when you're an adult? So here's the thing. I already knew but didn't know. So I wanted to be a school, a high school teacher and teach drama and English. And my year 10 English teacher was like, oh, no, you're too, you're too much of a stress head. You're not going to cope. You're too emotional. Teaching is a bit more than what you think it is. Yeah, let's and I was bash like, her what? down. The first year 10 student that knows what the fuck they, they want to do, do and we'll just bash let's her just down like, and she's not good enough at and, the age of and year 10. I still went and tried to do it and then got into teaching at the end of grade 12 at the uni I wanted, but then, oh, this is sort of really digressing, but then my doctor said take a year off, which turned into a lot of years off. Dangerous. The gap year. But the gap year was not work for me. My brother did a gap year and then went straight back to uni. I took a gap year and went, oh, money's good. Yeah. Going to keep doing this. Yeah. So so is what year 10 Mariam wanted to do and what now Mariam wanted to do totally different? I would actually say for me no because I also was that kid that grew up dancing, singing in musical theatre school and I always wanted to work in media or entertainment in some way, like television presenting, radio. So are you telling me... Yeah, this is my dream from a kid. My mum worked in radio as an announcer and I always was like, I want to do something creative. So I'm one of these rare people that actually, look, I diverted for a lot of years and didn't do what I wanted and then decided about six years ago that I wanted to pursue radio and I did. Shit, yeah, girl, you're doing what you wanted to do. Yeah, so that's why I'm at a point in life, this is what I mean, you can do it. Yeah. It's going to take some commitment, hard work, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, sacrifice, all of that stuff that people typically don't want to do, but I did it. So back to the sacrifice thing, because that's something that Mm. is something that people never want to do. What did you sacrifice to get 
here mostly? The time is the first thing. Okay. So every, my first step when I was like, I've got to do something creative, I've got to get out of corporate land or at least have that outlet, was I started doing um, a radio show in Brisbane but it was like the graveyard shift. So you worked during the day. So I worked my Monday to Friday. Cute. But then on Thursday nights from midnight till 4am, I was doing this show. And then I'd go home, literally have a shower and go to work on the Friday. Then when I moved to Sydney, I did a show for two and a half years every Saturday, Late Breakfast with Belle. That's your Saturday. That is your day gone. Honey, so I haven't a had a Saturday. Right? <laughs> Then said a word, you know. So, but but it's putting that time in on Thursday nights, meeting with the co-host, having your mm-hmm. show planning lessons. It's being tired when you finish work, adult, and wanting to go home and lie on the couch, but actually having to put the hours into your craft, and then getting up every weekend. Or you can't really go out and have a big Friday if you've got to do the show Saturday, and if you do, you suffer. And then your weekend's half gone, but you're doing it to work on your craft. Then took a year off to study radio full time, and then left all the comforts and joys of home to live somewhere totally different. And that's a talk about sacrifice. That's a massive sacrifice. So the other thing that you sacrificed was what? Family? Fa- oh, yeah, but family, I guess I kind of sacrificed them a few years ago when I moved the first time. But I'd say sacrificing, to be perfectly honest, comfort and friends. Mm. But I'd even say mostly comfort. I am someone that's always lived in the city. I've always had a plethora of being... I always joke I'm a spoiled brat because I've always had whatever I want, whenever I want, right there. And if I want it, I get it. And now I don't really have that access and that's been an adjustment. And, of course, friends and routine and just all those... It's just been years of sacrifice, put it that way, being uncomfortable, being out of your comfort zone. But I'm doing what I've always wanted to do Yeah. for a career. And so my next question for people is... What would you be willing to sacrifice to be doing what you want to do? Because it's a really tough one. And and I'm lucky in the sense that I haven't had to sacrifice a lot. Mine is time, a time with, you know, my loved ones, time with my friends and all of that sort of stuff. I'm very fortunate that I keep a very tight-knit, close of, you know, group of friends um, and whom are very understanding Nothing worse than a demanding friend. Oh, uh, high understand. maintenance. I don't have oh, many high maintenance friends because I've got this rule, and everybody that's listening that knows me will laugh now because I've got this rule of five, right? <laughs> You've told me this. And it's harsh, but I've told you that I'm already harsh. Like, I am ruthless when it comes to me and what I can do. So, I'm like an all or nothing type of gal. So, you're my friend, or you're like, a friend. There's two different ones. So there's a there's tiers. Got, there's yeah, a yeah. Different levels. So I've got my like what I call my forever five, and it's funny because that actually turned out to be our volleyball squad la- name last year. But that's not why. So I've got this group of five girlfriends who I can always count on. Now, does that group of five sometimes change out? Like, do they like tag in and out? Yeah, yeah. for sure they do. But there's never more than five. I love that though. <laughs> and do you know why so it funny. is? Why? Because you can't give all. No. To, like, fucking 12 people. Oh, I can't. No. You can't give all to no. three. Like, let's it's be so honest. Hard. Like, no. I, that's why I, I just stay at home. Yeah. I can't give anything to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, so I've limited, and I've self-limited myself as I clap Good, into the You know thing. your limits and what you I've can do. I've set my limit at five because that's <laughs> what I can. And it's control. I'm, like, a huge in-control person. Like, oh, I'm one of those people that, like, no, no, no. Um, like, I know that you'd be able to help me do that job, but I do it better myself or I feel better when I do it myself. I'll keep that thing you as I control everything around me. My friends are one of those things. And because they are 
they're not overly positive people. They're realists. I control, like, I surround myself with people like me so that they don't make me feel bad when. <laughs> but you should. People should. Yeah, but That's like, great. Yeah, like, quality I, of I, life. Yeah, I probably need some more compassion. Like, so it's good that we have this outlet as oh, you good. provide me with like this it's a little soft. this squishiness. Yes, <laughs> with, with my fairy floss of compassion as my <laughs> friends all were like, Kyara, really, you sounded terrible. I love it. But back to the... <laughs> I'm just like, you're amazing. You can you're amazing. I love you. And don't get me wrong, I need to hear that sometimes. But everybody does. Yes. Give someone wings and they'll soar, chop them off, they'll fall to the ground. Yeah, absolutely. And although I can sometimes be a heartless bitch, I'm a huge believer in you catch more with honey than vinegar. Yeah, so true. I don't know if that's the correct, but I like you that. You catch more flies with honey than vinegar i don't know about the van vinegar part but, but don't, don't you think it would make a nice salad dressing or something that oh, can i be perfectly honest i'm thinking honey and vinegar dressing on that fried chicken i've got <laughs> sitting in the corner of the room mm, there. sounds very nice i do make a good i do make a good balsamic anyway once again we spare off but you know i'm one of those people that if i can get what i want by being nice i'm going to do that mm-hmm. and that i think comes from my background in sales I say my background like I've been doing it for years or some shit funny (laughs) but I have exactly like my whole life like if you look at your life as this you know series of events whether they be fortunate or unfortunate you go okay well at what point did I convince somebody that that was a good idea I'm t- I live that nearly every day when I'm convincing people to come on the radio show. Yes. And you have to. You've got to sell it You're to them. You're a salesperson. Come on. Yes. It'll be fun. Yeah. But don't worry. Everyone will love you. Yes. So I want people to think about their best attributes. Yes. Okay. Good. Right? So I want you to sell yourself. Mm. And whether that be in a friendship, whether that be um, you want people to come to this event that you're having I want you to sell yourself so that when it comes to the point where you have a chance at doing what you want to do you're a natural yeah I agree because there is no bigger backer than you yeah like nobody's got your back you've got only yourself to rely on truly yeah so when something doesn't work out you blame yourself but when it does you never go fuck yeah you did great hon oh my gosh so true so it's just you like... You need to. Yeah. So if you're the one that's constantly like, okay, and I'm not saying you got some tickets. Listen. You got... I mean, you do. You got to have some tickets, you don't you? Ha- le- you have to. Let me tell you about this girl I used to work with called Alison. Alison was American. Now, the girls in my old marketing team didn't particularly like her because they were, and you know, typical sort of... They didn't like her because I think they were kind of... At the end of the day, it made them feel insecure. So I used to watch this unfold. Alison was always the loudest in the room the most confident, the most outspoken. Now, she didn't necessarily know any more than the other brand managers, but when it came to the presentations and the big bosses were like, hey, we need someone to present, they'd always ask Alison. The other girls would get jealous. We know more than Alison, this and that. But the difference was Alison backed herself and she didn't care. She knew people talked shit about her. She knew she doesn't, she wasn't there for that. She's there to do a job and she's a good talker and she backed herself. You got to back yourself because if you don't, you, you can also miss out on opportunities because other people will. And it sounds like Alison never did anything wrong by those girls. No. Aside from backing the, herself. Like, I, she never knocked anyone down. I feel like it's a real Australian thing, the tall poppy thing. I, 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 it is. And a lot of people comment on this that I've worked with where it almost is this thing that's inherently ingrained in us that we almost, when we want to be humble, so we're like, no, 
we're not going to back ourselves or put ourselves out there and, and believe in ourselves because we don't want to come across as arrogant or, or this. Whereas a lot of the Americans I worked with are like, we don't have time for that. We cheer each other on. They're charging through. They're just going to come in and get it done. And then I think we meet someone who is confident and wants to do their job well and, is, and knows they do their job well and we're very like, oh, well, you should just get yourself, take down a few pegs or something. Yeah. You know? I, it's so funny. Today I caught myself saying this exact line. Well, Mr. Customer, if there's anybody that can do this for you, it's me. <laughs> Good. Good. And they were but like, it's probably true, right? Well, I don't know. I'm sure people can there's do it. There's probably some other people. I, yeah, there's some other but people that can them. do it. But, like, I genuinely believe that I could help them just as well, if not better than anybody else. And if I don't believe it, why the fuck should they? I'm telling you, of course. Like, why should they? Exactly. So, so our first point was, what if you could do one thing? What, why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you doing it? Yep. And I ask myself this all the time because I don't know what it is I want to do. So that's, I'm not, why aren't you doing it? My thing is, what is it that I want to do? And that's Mm -hmm. why I'm trying all of these new things and saying yes to things. Because maybe something's sitting there for me to be my next thing. So I'm always looking for new opportunities. I'm always Mm. looking for new things that challenge me because I'm always up for a challenge. Yes. What was our number two? What was our number two? Tickets? Back yourself. I don't fucking know. We're going to have to, like... Let's make up a number two. Let's make up a number two. But we should... should, Yeah, we should have... I don't... We all... I think it is back yourself. Yeah. Nobody got your back but you. No, and don't use your surroundings as your, like, limits. Yeah. Do do you know what I mean? Don't say, oh, but I... For an example, and I work with Riverlanders who say this to me, oh, people in the Riverland often say, or some people say, oh, but I live in the Riverland, so I can't do that. Yes, you can. Why aren't you? Like Kyra said. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Wherever you live, because I hear that everywhere. It's not just a Riverland thing, by the way. Everywhere I go, I can't do that, though. I'd have to move. I'd have to. You don't necessarily have to. Think about the things you want to do. I do. I say those things. I I caught myself the other day saying, like, oh, you know, I'd really love to do this, but there's not a market for that here. Like, somehow the world is not a market anymore. Like, the internet doesn't exist. Exactly. And I was like, oh, actually, I might just have to readjust what it is you know yes I might not be able to do that exact thing but I could make it work within a an international online scale so that's it's yeah work around your circumstance then and then if that is even not the thing then maybe move or drop the attitude drop the tune you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you and mean. And look, I know it's easier said than done and no one's... And by the way, I, and I'm not like sitting around always happy and perfect. When I find myself in situations like, wow, this is really uncomfortable or I'm not happy, I tr- trust me, so that I can thrive and survive, I actively think of ways I can try and get through that. So for, for example, over Christmas and New Year, I had a couple of weeks away and after living in the Riverland about eight months, I, you know, I was really homesick. I was missing a lot of comforts. I was like, wow, I'm going back to the Riverland, how am I going to thrive and survive and get through another eight months or, you know, whatever? Um, Oh, and I actually made lists. I'm a big list person. Make a list of the things that you want to do that are going to make you happy. Little side projects, for example. Um, I've always wanted to do a podcast. I've always wanted to maybe do a YouTube channel. I've always wanted to do something that's a bit creative that I can tinker with and play with at home in my spare time when I'm not working. So I have other things, you know, for creative outlets and things to focus your attention on. That might not be your jam. Whatever your jam is, whoever's listening, think about things you can be doing. Like, okay, I have to work this job. I have to live in the Riverland right now. But what can I be doing to get that absolute fulfilment and enjoyment out of my life outside of those work hours? Do you also think that we put so much pressure on our careers? 
that, and this is like totally in the opposite direction of where this is going, but it is sometimes just a job that sometimes we don't have to love it, that it is just... Totally. Yeah. That, you know, I have a friend that's like, oh, I hate my job. I'm like, well, why are you still in it? Well, I need a job. I'm like, yeah, but you could be a barista, babe. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's if you don't love that job... Do another job. Do another job. Life's really short and when you're on your deathbed, it's not going to matter. Yeah. And it doesn't get put on your gravestone, does it? Like, you know, Mariam, radio presenter. You know... It'll be on my gravestone. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I want to get cremated anyway. But that's a whole... We digress. And you'll tune into that in uh, episode four of Where We Go When We Die. You know, well, I like to think about, I I don't really give a fuck what people do with me when I'm dead because I'm dead. Um, That's my opinion. But Mm. do what you want. I'd like to think that, you know, people are going to care enough that they do something with me, not just let me rot on the sand. But um, I had this really interesting chat the other day. I'm going through some health issues myself. And by issues, I use that word lightly. Like I had to go to the doctor. So I went to the doctor and she was fantastic. And for the first time in my life, a doctor did not go, okay, so what are you here for? And she said, okay, so um, before we start today, I just want to ask you a couple of questions so I can get to know you better. Like for the first time, a doctor actually wanted to know who I was, not what, what my illness or whatever was. So one of the questions that she asked was, what do you do to wind down? And Um, what do you do to involve yourself in the community? And this was among a series of other questions about my, you know, do I smoke? No. Do you drink? No. Do you, you know, how much activity do you do per day as I snickered in the corner as I said none? Um, And you don't drink? Not on a regular basis. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. It's really weird. It turns out I'm actually loads of fun sober. (laughs) (laughs) I believe it. I totally believe Um, it. But, and and the last time I got really intoxicated, I actually, like, re-hurt my ACL because I slut dropped and couldn't get back up. Oh, so go with a, your bad self. I, I love that. Yeah, as I'm stuck on the floor like a turtle. But, um, <laughs> so she asked me all of these questions and the first thing I did was I put up this like defensive wall mm. about how busy I am. Oh, right. So yeah. I went, okay, so I do, like I'm a marriage celebrant and then I also do this. I'm just starting a podcast and I work six days a week and then, you know, I do this. And um, I was just like, but, you know, I know that's probably too much and I know that I should find a, she's just like, does it make you happy? And I was like, but, and she said, do the things that you do make you happy? And I said, well, yeah, otherwise I wouldn't do them. She goes, we'll continue on. Like for the first time, a medical professional told me that doing what I was doing was not too much. See, that's great. Was that very freeing for you? I, valid, did it validate it you in some validated way? validated me yeah. for sure. Yeah. Because everybody's like, Kyra, you're squeezing too much in. You're doing this and you're doing that. And, you know, I'm just doing me. <sighs> you do you, hun. Absolutely. So, you know, imagine if everybody felt that way. Maybe that's what we need to take out of today, Mariam, is that <gasps> what if whatever you do is exactly where you're supposed to be right now? Yeah, and be okay with that. Take it. If you're listening right now, take a deep breath. We'll do it too. I just, um, Kari almost didn't do it. That's okay. <laughs> but just take a deep breath and try and let that feeling of it's okay where you are right now to wash over you. Maybe you're right. And maybe it's not where you want to be. But that's okay. But that's okay. Like maybe this is where you're supposed to be right now and it's preparing you for something later. Yeah, exactly. And if it's not, you know, and we're just talking so much shit, that's cool too. And maybe we've confused you because we're like, there's all these opportunities, take them. And then we're like, but just chill. <laughs> but, you know, but that's so but true. Kind of true. But, but the other thing is sometimes people just want to be plateaued. Oh, 
and that's fine. Oh, because there's the people that, you know what, I'll, I'll tell you, I had a friend of mine, he's actually my, one of my brother's best friends, who said to me, can I be honest, when your brother's posting all of that hustle stuff on Facebook, that puts pressure on me. I actually, I read it and all I think is, I'm not doing enough, I need to go out there and do more. So sometimes when you think you're motivating people and going, get out there and hustle and grind and wake up every, I mean, my brother kind of does stuff like that, not to, not like slamming it, but he thinks. If you're listening and you're doing a great job. Yeah, he's, he's very motivating and he actually has such great intent but it's interesting that someone has seen that and for them it actually is more making them feel pressure don't feel pressure yeah like you do Just you hon like do you. Yeah. you do you and do it when you're ready but don't let you stop you I guess that's what we're trying to say. Yeah, like, it's don't more let... the pe- yeah, exactly. It's more if you do want to do more and do you're it. going, oh, But making... if you want to not do that, then do that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If you want to do fuck all, just sit around, do just nothing. If you want to listen chill. to our podcast every day, hopefully, you know, we've got enough hopefully episodes. <laughs> hopefully we've got enough episodes to keep you content for those eight hours until, you know, I don't, I don't know. But I guess take away from it what you will, but don't let you stop you from being who you want to be. And whether that be something or someone. I love that. Like if you want to be a better person, don't let yourself stop you and don't let the people that surround you hold you down. Because I shared this thing the other day and it's, it's only from being in this little business and somebody shared it and it was, and this applies to men too, but empowered women empower women. Oh. I love that. I've read that before. I'm sure I've even posted that before. Yeah. Well, <laughs> because Miriam's no, not on the socials. I made it our cover thing on our Facebook page. If you go to Two Girls, One Podcast, it's on there as our thing. Because at the moment, I'm sort of living by it. Like, yeah. I, I just want to support all of these amazing gals. Oh, like, I know. And I just want to, like, lift them up. And, you know, like, if I could buy all of their shit just so that they could succeed, like, I would. Yep. But, you know, you can't. I'm trying to support them in other ways, like, liking all of their stuff and commenting. Just commenting, so building people up. Building people up. And, and it's so cool that your thinking is like that because I know when I moved here my first thought was I know my audience my audience is women in terms of my personal audience and I wanted to empower the women of the Riverland I know I was an outsider coming in but I have such a heart for women yeah and I know that amazing things can happen when women actually do build each other up and stick together imagine and actually we're exploring that in another episode yes can't can't wait. wait so yes love it you do you hun yes I think that's probably it for today. That's it. That's a wrap, I think. It is. And it was sitting in the Riverland here today in a amazing studio, absolutely sweating out <laughs> itself. <laughs> I'm sitting here and I'm just like patting my chest as I stop the waterfall. Gorgeous between. dress, by the way. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> it's got pockets. <laughs>